Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Take your Bibles, and I need a little bit, Brother Charles, if I have a little bit here, uh, that would be wonderful. And uh, I could go tonight to over 200 passages of uh, a phrase that um, is found over 200 times in the scriptures, but I'm just going to take a sampling, and the sampling is going to come from Leviticus chapter 23. And uh, so if you take your Bibles and turn there, and I, I would ask that uh, you pray for me. I very rarely am confident coming into a sermon knowing and have studied and have uh, torn the text apart. I've run through everything I can think of in the Word. I've gone back and looked up, researched, prayed, looked, meditated, and very rarely does, do I come to the pulpit without being prepared, and, and I am prepared, uh, but then the nervousness does set in. Uh, I am very nervous, not because I'm scared, but because I, I just feel such a burden to get the thought across, and, and right now I feel like I'm out of my element, and so if you would, and I don't ask it very often, but I would ask that you pray, and uh, let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, it wasn't till probably about 10 minutes ago <clears throat> that, Lord, a, a fear, an overwhelming consciousness uh, and Lord, I, I'm asking you to just come down and, and Lord, take everything I'm about to say and just let it make sense. Um, God, I need you tonight. We need you tonight because the devil would love to uh, get into what we're going to talk about in your word. And Lord, please take us on your journey tonight. Help us as we look into your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. There's over 200 times. Uh, in the Word of God, that you're going to find this sampling. And so if I could just kind of stop somewhere in the text and core down and take a core sample. It's found in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 41. And ye shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in a year. Leviticus 23, 41. It shall be a statue forever in your generations. Ye shall celebrate it in the seventh month. What is the it? Ye shall dwell in booths seven days and all that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths, that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. Would you look at this phrase, and this is the phrase that you will find over 200 times in your Bible in some form or fashion. When I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. That, that phrase and that mentioning of this, I brought you out of Egypt, is, is an amazing phrase. Would you go to Exodus chapter 12 and verse 33? This is the record of when the Lord brought them out of Egypt. And I really want to help you tonight and, and uh, in Exodus chapter 12. Before we read, can I, can I just take a survey? How many I am not the only pastor you've ever had, and this is not the only church you've ever been a member of. Would you raise your hand? Absolutely. 
outside of maybe some young children that were born here when I first became pastor, but they could only be 13 years of age and younger. Everybody that's older than that age, I have not been your only pastor. I, this has not been the only church that you have been a member of. The casualty rate among believers that have had multiple pastors and multiple churches that they have attended is staggering. Very rarely does a person become transplanted to another church with another pastor and survive. The only way they survive is by taking a page out of God's book that he did over 200 times to keep our focus on this. I brought you out of Egypt. I took you from bondage. And I brought you into freedom. In fact, you'll find it in Exodus chapter 12. that you'll, If you'll begin reading verse 31. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel. And go, serve the Lord as ye have said. And take your flocks and your herds as ye have said and be gone. Bless me also. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the, of the land in haste. For they said, we be all dead men. And the people took of their dough before it was leavened. They, and, and their kneading troughs before, uh, b- before it was leavened. And their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required. And they spoiled the Egyptians. Drop down to verse number 40. Now the sojourning of the children of Israel, who dwelt in Egypt, was 430 years. And it came to pass at the end of 430 years, even the selfsame day it came to pass, that all the host of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is nigh to be much, it, it is a night to be much observed un, unto the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night to be observed all the, of, of all the children of Israel in their generation. After that wonderful day of deliverance out of Egypt, the land of Egypt was always a reference point in the history for the children of God. When God would review the history and, 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 uh, of the children of God, he would always throw in the point about when they were in bondage and how he, the Lord God Jehovah, miraculously, single-handedly, and powerfully brought them out of a state of slavery and broke the chains of bondage to the Egyptians and Pharaoh. God was constantly reminding them of who it was that brought them out of bondage. Egypt being a type of the world. Egypt being a type of a world that went wrong because there arose a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. We live in a day and time when many people are confused with who gets the credit for bringing them out of Egypt and for where their life is at right now. I'm going to preach on this subject, credit, to whom credit is due. And if you and I are going to make it through this life, having been through multiple pastors 
having had our names on multiple church rolls, then there's only two kinds of people that ever take that kind of journey with multiple pastors and multiple churches. They are either living where they're at with a clear understanding of who brought them to this point and that they give credit to whom credit is due. We live in a day and time where people all of a sudden take their eyes off of God and put it on other people and other places and they will either point to another place or point to another person for the reason they are where they're at rather than keeping their eyes on Almighty God that I arrived here on this Sunday in December of 2022 because God brought me out of Egypt. You are sitting here because God brought you out of Egypt. And you are either enjoying this dot on the timeline of your journey, if you're keeping your eyes on the Lord, or you are enduring your dot on this line on the journey if you have taken your eyes off the Lord. The difference between happy people on the same journey and unhappy people on the same journey is where you give credit for bringing you to this point. You see, the children of Israel traveled from Exodus chapter 12, coming out of Egypt with haste, with the bounty and the coffers of the Egyptians around them. They started on a journey. Well, by the time they get 20 chapters down the journey in Exodus 32, could you go there? They now arrive in Exodus chapter 32, and now they arrive at a state to where life to them is needs a change. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you that we need to give credit to whom credit is due. We need to lift our eyes a little bit higher than where we're at, and we need to get out of the mud we need to get out of the dirt. We need to get out of the playground of self-pity and realize our God has been good to us. Our God has paid the travel expense to get us to this point. Look at Exodus chapter 32, verse 1. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. Now remember, over 200 times God said, I get credit for bringing you out of Egypt. And as long as the people kept their eyes on God and say, God, you're bringing us out of Egypt. You take us through Mara to get us where we're going. You take us through a wilderness journey to get us where we're going. But God, you brought us out of Egypt. But the moment they took their eyes off God for where they were at, and now, look at what they did. Exodus 32, verse 1. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, Oh, do you understand what they just said? That 
leader is responsible for us being right here and we don't even know what he's doing or where he's at and he's not on our timetable. He's not operating according to our agenda. Y'all listen to me. Whether you've had good leaders in your past, bad leaders in your past, whether I'm a good leader or a bad leader, I'm not taking credit for where you're at tonight. Your God brought you out of Egypt. And a happy journey is when you say, it had nothing to do with Moses. It had nothing to do with Aaron. They didn't get us to where we're at right now. Some of you have weathered some horrific situations. My wife just gets on to me because I'm a preaching junkie. And I love preaching. I, 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 I put my, my little my little headband on, and I Bluetooth to my phone, and, 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 and I'll fall asleep. Bobby Summerford listens to preaching. I mean, listens to the Word of God. Rob Hicks listens to Alabama. Okay, and, uh, and, and we all, you, you ask, you, how, many, how many know what I'm talking about? And I'll put preaching on, and last night she was like, I can still hear him. I can still, turn him down. I can still hear him. And, and I said, you can't hear him. And it's like, yeah, I can. Somebody's preaching, but, but there are times. That, that, that I'll go back and listen. God used Moseses in your life. Bad Moseses, God used them. Good Moseses, God used them. Inferior Moseses, God used them. And I so appreciate a believer that has had bad Moseses in their life but they recognize God used that Moses to get me where I'm at. I am not living as a victim in this world of being an independent Baptist. I'm living as a victor in this world. And I'm not looking to change my identity. I'm just going to keep my eyes a little bit higher and say this. I didn't get to where I'm at other than God. And God used Moseses in my life. Their feet stunk. Their attitude was out of line sometimes. But boy, did their feet smell good when I needed them. And were they really on point when I needed correction? <laughs> A Moses was used by God. We need to give credit to where credit is due. And if you're offended right now because of my sermon, then you need to raise your eyes and get them off the Moseses in your life and put them back on God. And stop sucking your thumb that you are where you're at. I'd be further down the road. I wouldn't have. Let's just grow up tonight and understand this. Your God's been much better than you than any Moses has ever been bad to you. All God has to use is Moses's. Think about it. You sit here blessed with a heritage of Moses's that put up with. Moses is who their spirit was provoked by. Moses didn't go into the promised land. Want to know why? Because the people pushed Moses. And the people pushed Moses. And Psalms says that he, he spoke unadvisedly with his lips. Why? Because his spirit was provoked. Before you bemoan your Moseses and before you hang your hat on their delay. 
and before you hang your present disposition on their disposition and position, remember this. God brought you where you're at tonight. And God used Moses in your life. And I'm going to ask all of us to repent about justifying our golden calves in our lives because of what Moses did or did not do. It doesn't matter. God reigns supreme. And God said this over 200 times. Nobody gets credit for bringing you out of Egypt and bringing where you're at right now. I get credit for that. I tell you that if you had some phenomenal Moseses in your life, that I would call them tonight on the way home or I would send them texts that they're still living. And I would let them know, thank you. Because you were there at a time when I needed you to be there. You say, ah, Pastor, you don't understand the disappointment my Moses had in my life and I'll never forgive him. Obviously, God knew the Moses and the potential depravity, but he still allowed them to lead you through part of the journey you were on. I have a deep love for the Bible. I have an insatiable desire for the text. But I got that insatiable desire because of my youth pastor. My youth pastor was phenomenal. There are many of us in this auditorium that were all 80s children from this church. I came here when I was 12. I, in the old configuration of the auditorium, I would sit right back on this section my first couple of weeks here. And I remember stepping in, and there was a man that was there that he said, what's your name? And I said, my name's Bobby Gray. And he said, told me his name. I love the Lord tonight. Because of a Moses that week in and week out decided that he would give it all so that this undeserving sinner could learn to love an almighty God. I became youth pastor in 1987. When I became youth pastor in 1987, three months after I became youth pastor, my father walked into my office, and I'm just young. I mean, I'm young. I'm like 19 and a half. I soon to turn 20. My father walked in. He said, hey, Bob, I need to talk to you. And he kind of told me what was going on. And I put my head on my desk, and I wept. And even right now, as I'm telling you this, there are my friends that I can't even look their way right now because the pain is as if it happened yesterday. We went to a, a room and the deacons and the staff, we had to take care of business. And on the way out, the man who taught me to love the book and to love soul winning now is this close to me. And as he's walking out, I'm just devastated. He flips and he turns. And he says, Bobby Gray, you remember this. I may have failed you. But God never fails. 
had a friend die, and I get a call from the family and said, would you do the graveside? And I said, absolutely. I now am in my early 30s. We load up, we go to the graveside, and I get out of the car, and I have my Bible. I'm going to read from the Thessalonians, and I get out, and I'm walking. My friend, we were teenagers, and there my youth pastor stands. And he and I are going to do the graveside together. When we're standing there, he said, Bobby, how's it going? And I said, uh, it's going great. It sure is good to see you. And he goes, God's still alive. And I said, God's still alive. He said, remember, Bobby, God never fails. You, you see, you have a Moses that you may be cursing right now. And you may have, I can't believe it. But that Moses was there to help you through 20 chapters. You know why I'm so quiet tonight? Because I don't think we're going to enjoy the rest of the journey as pastor and people until we realize you and I would not love the Lord like we love the Lord, sweetheart. Had there not been somebody for us when we needed him. But he's not the reason I'm here. He's the reason I'm here. And do you know why I can love a Moses that is no longer a Moses? Is because I say thank you, God, for using him at a time that I needed to come out of Egypt. Lord, I was in bondage. He was that leader that helped me in that night to walk out. He'll never be that kind of Moses again. But listen, I needed him. And people listening to this sermon, and, and the words are very calculated, I thought, and, until I was coming to the pulpit. But I'm going to tell you right now. The difference between success and failure for the future of anybody who's been a member of multiple churches and had multiple Moseses in their life will be how you view them in light of God. You and I cannot live life. The Moseses were there when you needed them. But they're not the reason you're here. The reason you're here is because God guided you here and guided you there. And people are very, mis, they misunderstand your pastor. If I could pull out the tin cup for 10 seconds, they misunderstand me because I've always viewed this as God is totally in control. And I want God to know. You brought me out of Egypt. But isn't it true the moment you lift up God that people say, well, you just don't like. No, 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 no. I respect. I say thank you. But I do not give credit to man. I give credit to whom credit is due. You 
brought me out of Egypt. And I want to thank you for using mortal man. Then if you go on, they, they get past the thing of Moses. We, we don't know. They attributed, it's right there over 200 times, but now they attributed Moses, the man who brought us up out of Egypt. And I have to end. But then you drop and keep going. Well, then they come down to Exodus chapter 32. And if you're there, they talked about the man, Moses, that brought us up. Keep reading verse 2. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives and of your sons and of your daughters and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received, a, he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, uh-oh, they're getting ready to switch from a man to what? golden calf they said these be thy god O israel which brought thee out of the land of egypt you do have any idea what they're doing god said no 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 no. there's only one person that gets credit for bringing you out of bondage there's there's only one person that sent the flies and there's only one person that worked this whole whole entire thing out that's me no man got you to where you're at and if you do have a Moses, you better get your eyes off of him, good or bad, and you better give me credit and thank me for using him at the time you needed him. But now they did something. They said, oh, if Moses is not around, then we've got to give credit to something else. So they gave credit to the golden calf. You see these calves, these oxens were the vehicle that helped them get out of Egypt. It was the vehicle that pulled the cart that had their belongings and three million of them headed out of Egypt. But it was these calves that were leading the way. And Can I tell you that many people, well, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for that man. Well, the problem with it is that when that man stops being the man then it's like I don't, I wouldn't be in this shape if it wasn't for the man. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Amen? You can't sing praises one day and then curse the next day. You got to lift your eyes a little bit higher. God, you brought me out. Whoo, you brought me out. And I want to thank you at the time I, I, I needed them. I needed them as a 16-year-old teenager. I needed them. Praise God for all the Moseses that have stayed consistent in your life. But always remember this. It is God. God that brought you this way. You are this close from breaking through to a phenomenal Christian life. When you can step up and say, God, you brought me here and you used Moseses. And I thank you for the Moseses that brought us to this point. And I thank you for the Joshua's who took us the rest of the way. But I'm going to give credit to whom credit's due. And then all of a sudden it became the vehicle. All of a sudden. And can I bring it into the present day? A camp didn't get you here. A college 
didn't get you here. A conference didn't get you here. A convention didn't get you here. God got you here. God. Because if it's a vehicle, and that vehicle no longer exists, we're worshiping the golden calves that God used as a vehicle to help us get out. And we can't love where we're at because it doesn't compare to where we were at. God has me in the right vehicle to get me to the next watering hole. But this vehicle didn't get me where I'm at. This vehicle didn't get you where you're at. It wasn't the college you graduated from. It wasn't the churches you used to attend. It wasn't the camps, the conventions, the conferences. All those were just the oxen that got onto the cart that pulled you through. And I'm going to tell you right now, TIB students, if you go home called of God, don't talk much about Longview, Texas. Talk much about God. Don't, 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 don't talk. Brother Metters helped me more with this one point than anything else. He was working at Fidelity and, um, years ago, and I get a call, and I say, hey, I'm going to stop by. And he said, hey, when you come, can you bring some gospel tracks? And I said, absolutely. So I grabbed a handful of tracks, and I showed up, and I, and I gave it to him, and this is when the philosophy for me changed when it comes to church work on this point. And he, and he said to me, oh, no, 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 those are church tracks. I said, no, no, if you flip right back here on the back, it gives the gospel. And he took it and he flipped it around. And he said, no, no, but on the front, it's all about the church. Y'all. It's like somebody reached up and. Small print. Big print. And at that moment, I came back and I said, take my name off the sign. Take our name off the boldness on the front of the track. And let's put the gospel out there. Because it's not this church that is the main difference in this society. It is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, see, if you're hooking your existence now to back there, then that's why you're not happy here. Because here will never compare. You know how people weather multiple churches and multiple pastors? God, we've been through some rough waters, haven't we? You've never failed me. Boy, that ox broke down about two miles out of Egypt. God, you remember that flat tire? You never failed me. Oh, that program broke down. That church fell apart. We had to move our membership. But God, you have never failed me. God, you remember that time back then? Woo! Could you believe? But you, you never failed. This, my friend, is the difference. How do you survive multiple churches, multiple pastors... It's when you thank God for the Moseses 
and the churches that were there when you needed them to be there. But you always say, thank you, thank you. But you get the credit. Because how in the world did I do this? The Lord's told me to shut it down with two things. First of all, if you read further on in Leviticus, and you can take the time, there's two things that God desired. One, he desired a relationship with them. The whole point of getting them out of Egypt and the Moses that was used and the vehicle that was used to get them out of Egypt, to get them to where they were at, was for God to share a relationship with God. You got here because your God overcome a whole lot of things in your life to get you here. Question, are you enjoying the relationship? Or is past Moses's and past vehicles still a topic of a burr? If it is, you can't enjoy the relationship. Read it in Leviticus. Second thing was this. He said, I want your children. I want future generations to know that I did this. See, there's only two kinds of conversations you're having with the family. Well, we wouldn't be here, family. You know, we'd be much further down the road. That Moses and them oxen, they all broke down. Or you can say, let me tell you how good God's been and how God has just brought us through. Shouldn't the next generation have a fresh topic of God rather than an old something they don't even know about? They don't, they're not even aware. There are things that are said that Kelly and I will just start laughing. We just will. Some, something will be said, and, 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 and I told her the other day when, when we got home, I was like, man, we know a lot of stuff. And I didn't realize how much we knew. Throw the question out there. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me tell you about But listen, what good does that do the next generation coming up? Y'all, please. Moses's and vehicles were just used by God to get you where you're at right now. And either you are enjoying your God right now, or you're not. And either you have fresh God to give your children, or you don't. Please, give credit to whom credit is due. And here's how it needs to go. You get the credit, God. Thank you, Moses, for being used of God at that point to get me to where I'm at. But God, you get the credit. Thank you, church. Thank you, church. But you get the credit. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.